In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to Awaken180WeightLoss.com. Hello, and welcome to Between the Lines. On this show, you will hear about and from lesser-known Canadian authors and writers who, for whatever reason, have remained under the radar of traditional publishers and publishing houses. If it has something to do with writing or the writing process, you are going to hear a discussion about it here. I'm your host, Randy Lacey, and I encourage you to grab your bevy of choice, get comfy, and get ready to go between the lines. People come into writing in several different ways. For some, it was a teacher at school handing out a writing assignment. For others, it may have been by reading and wondering if they might be able to write. Every writer has started their writing journey on a different path. Each writer's journey will be different, yet similar. But one thing all writers have in common is a different destination. On this episode, I will be speaking with Lishan Veras. Hello, Lishan, and welcome to Between the Lines. Hi, welcome to my dining room. <laughs> welcome to my basement um, studio. Going well. <laughs> uh, instead of me reading a blurb about you, uh, I, I'm sure the listening people would prefer to hear a little bit about you in your own voice and in your own words. So could you give a, a little brief bio about yourself? I wasn't aware this is a dating site. No, wait, hold up. Oh, okay, good. Okay, okay. Uh, hi, everybody out there. I am uh, 38 years old. I'm not single. I'm sorry. I am an author of three books. I live in Sioux, BC. I have the most lovely feathers, and it's not weird because I'm a real crow. Look it up. Um, and I like uh, hockey. And nachos. Is that good? Is that something that you can go with or do you need more? Oh, that's good enough right now, I guess, because we're going to okay. get into some questions and you're going to reveal, uh, you know, a little bit more, I hope. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a, I, I live in a nutshell. So it's kind of hard. Like, that's pretty much me. And Oh, I have mental health issues, but that's not obvious. It is. Ob it, yeah, it's obvious, but it's, I'm happy right now. So that's good. Well, I'm going to ask you an off-script question then. You say you're dealing with mental health issues. Show oh, me yeah. somebody who isn't. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I know, right? Now I don't even feel even special in the sad way. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That was all my relevancy gone, just like that. No, um, you know what? Your relevancy is within your writing as well, so we still have all that to cover. Oh, that's right. When I die, my books will still be out there. That's Absolutely. 
So I guess question number one for you then is, what is your philosophy about writer's block? I feel like it's just like, well, yeah, it's like all in your head. But I always got around it uh, with sad music. And then when I listen to my sad music, I dig a little hole in me. And I go down in that hole until I get super, super sad. And then the deeper I go, my writer's block can't find me. And then I just start writing. And then that's how I do it. And that's how you get out of writer's block. So is that a philosophy? Is that a good answer? Well, that's your perspective and, and how you deal with it. So it would be your philosophy, I, I would imagine. I used, to, I used to take medication, but I just – I got – zombie brain you know i couldn't think i was like a happy but there's like i don't know what to write now like nobody wants to read about unicorns and uh, rainbows except for my my four-year-old she would like that that's a whole different yeah yeah well that's that's pretty interesting philosophy i i would run with that okay, um where do you find your inspiration to write mental turmoil is that that's pretty inspirational but i listen to a lot of music and then I just listened to it over and over and over. And then they, they just, they, music tells a story, but then I try to interpret that story and how, you know, I see it. And then I just start writing from there. And that's as easy as I can explain it, I guess, if that makes any sense. I'm trying so hard to make sense. Well, it is making sense. And I mean, before we started this interview, we talked about music. So uh, I guess your answer was going to lead me to a, a, another question, which Perfect. is basically, when you write, do you listen to music? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, right now I'm going through a catalog of uh, post-punk, I don't know, it's just these, uh, like, Have a Nice Life and Blackwing and Pygmy Lush, there's all these, like, obscure bands and they just... But they really pack a punch in like the heartstrings, not like like in Celine Dion way, but just like a deep sense of dread, and that's and that's what I need to uh, write. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, but Celine Dion has never done anything for me with regards to writing. <laughs> oh no, I just, that's what I'm saying. It's just like people out there that listen to Celine Dion that actually like pulls on their heartstrings. Like yeah. I'm just saying, not my perspective. I'm just saying that out there, like she's. For other people, I was just trying to use them as a metaphor. I'm just, it's fine. So like DOA and um, uh, Diego abortions and stuff like that. I I never I know who they are, but I've never listened to them. I need something that's very melodic that kind of just kind of takes my brain away. You know, like it just kind of sucks me in. So like haunting music. So and so that's playing while you're writing. Yes. So I can, like, I can tune, when I listen to music, I, I can tune out their singing just to listen to, like, the sound, or I can just switch back on and, like, listen to the lyrics and kind of, like, interpret what they're saying and then just kind of, like, do my own thing, what I need to do. But I can't write in silence because then I just start talking to myself and then I get nothing done. And then I start, like, petting a cat and then I go make some food. And so I, I need music. It keeps me centered. Ooh, shiny. Anyway. shiny. Exactly. I'm a crow, and that's a major problem. So, <laughs> especially when you got kids with like shiny things, and I have to take. They think they're. I'm chasing them, but I'm just. I just really want that helium balloon because it's made out of foil and it's it reflects. It's funny anyway. that you should call yourself a crow because years ago I used to think I was raven. Oh, well, <laughs> look, look at that. It's like we're meant to like this. This is meant to happen. 
And uh, a friend of mine who lives now lives in Nova Scotia, he is absolutely positively convinced that I was Merlin in another life. Well, that's all right. You could, I would, I would put that on my resume. I feel like if I was going for like a managerial job, I'd be like, I used to be Merlin, and that's all I would have on my resume. Because you don't need anything else. Like, that's, no, yeah. What are your qualifications? I was Merlin. Yeah, I know magic, man. So. <laughs> that's a good song too, by the way. <laughs> Do you have a secret writing place you hide yourself away in? Uh, inside my emotional instability. Oh, wait, no, you mean like a room. You, oh, yeah, yeah, like, you know, like a little den or like a little cave somewhere or a crow's uh, nest. I like, I, I have a, like this study that's got double uh, glass uh, doors. And it's great because not only do I get perfect lighting, but when people walk down the street, they can uh, see me with my, my crow face. And then they kind of give me that look like they're in the wrong side of town and you want to know something they are in the wrong side of town but um so that's always fun for me getting people's reactions when i'm doing writing stuff because sometimes i um i need to have like that sense of manic and when i wear my curl face i get that manic just hits me like it's almost like a like a character transformation you know what i mean yeah because so, pretty much my sunum and like my personality is me but like times like a hundred, you know what I mean? It's like a superpower that nobody wants. That's terrible. Oh, I never thought of it like that. <laughs> oh, I'm fine. <laughs> you sound fine to me. Oh, perfect. <laughs> uh, so how much, how much time a day do you devote or dedicate to your writing? I spend at least 80% of my time uh, trying to convince myself I should do some writing and I don't. I, I probably get like maybe five hours a week, maybe, because I work a night shift. So I like sleep, but sometimes I'm fighting like, I haven't wrote anything in a while. I should probably get off my butt and do some. But then sometimes I remember how hard writing is, and then I just I get a migraine and I just cry myself back to sleep. Well, it's not. Sorry? Isn't crying the, the, the place where you like to write from? Not when I'm tired, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got to balance your crying. So if you cry too much, it's hard to see the, the keyboard, and then you make a lot of, like, spelling errors, you know? So yeah. that's, and there's a lot of editing after that. It's, it's problematic. So. <laughs> so just so you know, I've downloaded your three books. Oh, that was you. It's like, I haven't sold anything in, like, six months, and all of a sudden, three. I'm like, <gasps> And, and and then it's back to silence. But that's okay. I appreciate it. Well, you know what? I mean, I wanted to read up a little bit about what you write or how you write uh, for this interview. So I, th I thought it would be uh, the right thing to do. Oh, I appreciate that. And so uh, I've only managed to get through a little bit of, I think it's your O to be human. Is it O to be human? Oh, yeah. That's good that it was that one and not the second one because um, if we get time... Uh, the second one is strange. Is uh, that one? That one was. Is, is, in a long story short, that was um, a long joke. But anyway, I uh, ought to be human. Yeah, that's my first one. That's the ultra sad one. Yeah. That's your first one. So, of course, with my visual impairment, I it, reading is difficult. So I I use the uh, the uh, the tool to you know it reads to me, right? Yeah. And I was listening to 
shaking the shaking death's hand or uh, shaking the hand of death. Uh, something like that. Uh, shaking hands with death. I think so. Sounds about right. <laughs> anyway, it resonated. I wrote it resonated with me because I almost died once. Oh no. Yeah, oh yeah, but that's that's another story for somebody to interview me about. But yeah, so it resonated with me and I, I've actually had to go back and listen to it a couple of times. But so yeah, deep and dark is is how you're writing, or at least that's how I depict it. Oh yeah, the the whole book is like that. There's not there's not not a single smile in that book for sure. Okay. And um, is that your preferred style? Uh yeah, it's what comes naturally to me, which is also a super crappy superpower. But um, it just it, my wife's just like, just try write happy. You have so much to be happy about. I'm like, that's not really how like depression and stuff works. Like you don't really focus on happy things. You kind of dwell on like things that are eating you alive, you know. So and I just so I just try to use that to keep myself sane, and I channel it into uh, my writing, so I don't you know go insane and become some kind of like serial killer or something you well know. ask your wife ask your wife to name at least one author who was success, successful as a writer um in in depressing or horrific ways and you know the first one that comes to mind to me would be edgar Allan poe oh yeah yeah i've had uh i've had i've been fortunate enough uh for the people to say like uh tell me that him and i are kind of like the same these but um that's just them being nice. But I'll take it, though. I'll take it. Well, growing up, Edgar Allan Poe was one of my favorite authors. So, And yeah. uh, try as I might to uh, emulate his style, uh, I have yet to even come close to uh, anything well, he's ever written. <laughs> well, there's just some writers you just can't touch. You know, they're just in their little, a league of their own. Great movie, by the way. But um, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I do uh, about the movie, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, what is the one aspect of your writing you would most like to improve and explain why? Uh, po- well, poetry has never been a problem for me. That comes pretty, pretty natural, but I've been slowly stepping away from poetry to try something different. And I'm working on uh, this horror novel. And I'm just trying to work on structure and, like, dialogue. And I'm just, like, quickly realizing I have no idea what I'm doing. And then it's just been a lot of trial and error. And unfortunately, I asked my wife to read some stuff. And she's just like, you know what? The story is amazing. The characters are amazing. But the writing, it's pretty juvenile. And as I try to keep my heart from ripping itself apart um, from that kind of critique, I was like, you know what? I need some work. I gotta, I gotta do some something about that. So I'm in the process of learning how to write a novel. Have you ever heard of Jerry Jenkins? I've heard of the name Jerry and the name Jenkins, but just not together. Okay. So, but no. Well, Jerry Jenkins is a very successful author, uh, and every now and then on the Canadian Creative Writers, I post some of his videos. But he's got a few videos on how to write dialogue. Oh, okay. And they're very, very, very good. He's he's on YouTube. He's actually got a, I think he's got a free writing course. 
Oh, well, fr- freezing my budget, so that's good. Uh, what is the hardest thing for you to write about? And I um, think you might have hit on it in a previous question, but... Yeah, yeah, anything that's happy, essentially. You know, I just can't. Like, even if I tried it, like, um, my last book, Good Night, um, Pat and Aaron and Farewell, I was like, okay, I told my wife, like, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to write a book just about nature poetry, and that's all it's going to be. And then, and then it slowly went from nature poetry into, like, you could just see where, like, depression starts to, like, sink in. <laughs> and then it went from nature poetry to, like, me wanting to kill myself at the very end. I'm like, well, that escalated quickly. And then uh, I, so I tried, and I, I just can't. So I just stick with my misery. And it loves company, so if you ever want to come over for tea, you can commiserate on things. That's good. Well, I might hold you to that because I do love the uh, the island. It's beautiful out there. It is. It's, it's, you know, besides, like, you know. All right, so this is a, uh, well, I guess it's a longer question. So there's uh, which what type of writer are you? Are you an A, a plotter, someone who plans out their novel or whatever they're writing? Are you a uh, pantser, someone who flies by the seat of their pants, meaning – you know, you don't plan anything. Or are you a planter, which is someone who is a little of both? I I, I guess a, a planter. Like, I always try to have a plan. But as I, you know, the whole good night book, uh, <laughs> that was supposed to be nature poetry and it didn't turn out that way. So I think I plan for a beginning knowing that it's not going to end that way. You know what I mean? So I, I'm, I would say a planter because I'm, I'm writing like this children's circus book right now, but it's not for kids. It just kind of feels like it's for kids. Okay. And um, I was going to have like a like a two main characters going through a circus, and now it's done in the – the main character is like a ghost, and he's talking to the reader, asking questions, and, I, and the reader – it's set up so like the reader – like you know when you're talking to yourself and you're having a conversation? The book kind of reads like that, so it's very manic – and so when the main character asks you questions, and then you kind of like off the you know cuff of your brain, is that is that a saying? Anyway, and then you give out answers, and then he'll like actually conti- like continue the dialogue. It's like kind of done in like a generic way, so no matter what your answer is, it'll fit in with like the dialogue. And I'm like, this is super complicated. Why am I doing this? That's not what I wanted to do. And so I so a planter for sure, for sure. So Does that make sense? It, it, it makes uh, a lot of sense, sense, actually. Yeah. Um, there's an author that I actually like a lot, Dean Koontz. Have you ever heard of him? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, his Odd Thomas right? books. Uh, which ones? Odd Thomas. I've never read that. Okay, well, there's I think there's five in the series about this character named Odd Thomas. And he 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 finds himself in the most difficult of situations visited by the ghost of Elvis and a, a few other celebrities who uh, he carries conversations with, but they never answer him. Oh yeah. So I, I would recommend you having a good read of those to, to maybe work your way through on how that could work for you. Yeah. I feel, I feel like that would be somewhat helpful because it's trying, it's hard to explain to people what I'm doing because it's so manic and, like, people, like, said, you know, you should kind of break up the – because, like, the page is just one big paragraph. 
Because it's like, you know, when you're having a conversation with yourself, there's no real, like, pauses. It's just like this, like me right now, I just, you know, a mile a minute. And like, no, because that'll wreck the, the vibe. I don't want it paced out. I want it to be like manic panic, you know? So. But there's an audience because there's people like that. You just got to find them and they've got to find you. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'm going to get like a Harry Potter fan base here, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Not many people even like circuses, apparently. I'm like, what's wrong with clowns? But then I remember Gacy. I'm like, oh, yes. Yes, yes. That's anyway. one, one bad apple. Sometimes that's all it takes. Like, you might, like, think about Karen. That one Karen that ruined it for all the other Karens. You know, all Karens are bad. You know? <laughs> like, it's literally, it's, it's literally, like, um, a swear word now or something. You're like, you're such a Karen, you know? So. It's funny because I'm interviewing somebody named Karen on Sunday. Oh, great. So this, this will make a great segue then. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, so read uh, read Odd Thomas. They're actually very entertaining. Perfect. Is, it's hard when you're being a writer because you're like, I got to do all this writing. He's like, I should probably read something. But if I'm reading, then I'm not writing. And then they're like, oh, yeah, sleep. Oh, food. Oh, work. Actually, oh, my daughter. I mean, it's just like life. It's just life does not want that's, – and that's why authors get so stoked when they finally publish a book. Because that 70-page book took nine years, and they finally did it. You know, because it just – life is just – it's not like a box of chocolate, I tell you. I tell you. It's more like curbside french fries. Oh, there you, know? you go. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything about your writing journey so far that you wish you uh, you had done differently? I, I, I wish I started earlier. Like I've been, I've been writing poetry since 2000 or so, and I just never done anything with it. I've just been hoarding it and hoarding it and hoarding it. And then it wasn't until 2017 or something when I found like Amazon publishes for free. And I was like, oh, I got all this writing, you know. And so I just kind of started late in the game because I, I had the material forever. So when I published my first book, it was like all the best stuff that I had, obviously. But then I was just like, you know what would be really funny? If I took the rest of it, which is really bad, by the way. It's your typical goth emo. I'm so sad. I want to die. No real thought process. Just anger, really. Like, I'm going to turn this into a book. And my wife's just like, don't do it. You'll wreck your career. It just started. I'm like, what are you talking about? Nobody knows who I am. I don't make sales. I'm just, I'm going to do this. So I took all my crappy poetry and like I made this book is strange and it's over like 400 pages of the worst poetry you could possibly ever read but before every poem I wrote like a little blurb before it making fun of it before people actually started reading it at the end of the book if you make it there there's a section where you can draw your feelings and how that book made you feel and it's like so that that was a fun write but uh yeah I just wish I started earlier because I, I feel like I waste a lot of time, and then I'm going to die soon, probably. I don't know, maybe. And I just kind of feel like I'm rushed. You know, I got so much to do, and I got – it's like it's either if I'm going to go or the plan's going to go first. I don't know. It's like this race that no one's going to really win. So I'm just kind of, you know. Well, there is there is that saying that, you know, tomorrow is not guaranteed anyway, right? So Yeah. I know I have a lot of fears. Like, I just – a lot of fears. My wife gets kind of – angry she's like that's that's kind of ridiculous i'm like well it's kind of 
it's, it's, it's far-fetched, but it's not impossible, and that's my whole thing. Like, if it's possible, no matter, like, how outlandish it is, like, I'm going to be afraid of it, probably. So if I can like, think it, it can happen. That's right. So I live in a world where dreams come true. Well, there you go. You like rich, beautiful people mostly. But, uh, you know, sometimes the little guy gets a win, so. Well, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, it is, you know, so. I just want to win the lottery. That's my that's my dream. That's my goal. I'm going to win the lottery, just so I can isolate myself in the middle of nowhere from the rest of the planet. That's my that's my goal. That's not really well, a goal. You are so kind of sort of in the middle of nowhere, are you not? Uh, well, so, yeah. Well, if I say I'm from Sioux, BC, you, a lot of people be like, "Where?" Exactly. And that's kind of nice, right? But the problem is, is that everyone knows where Victoria is, and it's so overpopulated that they're all seeping into Sioux. And now they're building a strip mall behind my house. Oh, no. Yeah, it was a nice, beautiful field. And now they're going to build a strip mall. Right... The parking lot touches my fence. I saw the drives. There's not even a green space. It's just a parking lot and my fence. And you know what that means? You want to know what that means, Randy? That means that you're going to have some awesome story material. That means someone's going to spray paint the back of my fence. That's what that means. <laughs> That's, um, I just, I just can't. I just, I'm gonna sell my house. No. So anyway, live in the middle of nowhere. That's the plan. Well, I mean, I live in the middle of nowhere. I live in a small town called Troshu, Alberta. Oh, Troshu. I, I lived in Alberta for a lot of years. I never heard of Troshu. Well, it's you know pretty much right between uh, Calgary and Red Deer. Really? Yeah. I do, I do the drive all the time. Well, I used to. Like, I never saw. It's not, it's not. It's not by the main drag, right? That's well, it's not up Highway Two. No, it's uh, Highway Twenty One, which connects to uh, the Trans Canada and oh. goes right up to Edmonton. Oh, because I know there's like Black Falls. And, yeah. Uh, is it kind of like around there? Well, three three hills. Oh yes, that's a super religious commune, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they do call it the Bible Belt of Alberta, but I think they're wearing suspenders these days. Oh, that's that's nice that they can upgrade their fashion. That's nice. <laughs> or they need to put more notches in their belts, either one, because they seem to be falling down. They should just be thankful that they can afford a belt. I, I'm 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 saving my money. I'm gonna get belt and suspenders. That's my goal. Well, I own them. I own them both, but I hardly ever use them. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I just don't want to leave the house, and I wouldn't even be wearing clothes. I'd just be wearing my, my crow face, just making coffee naked in the window, waving to neighbors and stuff. That's also oh. another goal I have. Oh, I there he goes goals. again. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Ha, <laughs> ha. Exactly. I'm going to put a big megaphone on my roof and just call it things. Get a, a looping uh, recording of it, eh? You know, oh, there's a person around uh, a suit that walks around just feeds the crows, and um, I don't I don't follow him anymore because he got scared. Because you know when you get like a six foot crow, you know eating seeds off the ground, it kind of puts people into a panic. But it's nice that he feeds the crows. They really love him. So I bet they do. Because if you piss off a crow, then they'll tell their friends, and they'll never forget you. And every time they see you, they'll attack you. So you know what? You speak the truth. That's right. He's growing his army. I should be doing that. I get all my crow friends to go to work for me. That'd be so nice. Look, you're giving yourself a lot of story material right here. I know. It's like write this this down. What's this book called? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you've heard of the internet of everything. Well, you're gonna have the crow of everything. That's right. 
I know everything. Just that. All right, we're going to move into uh, part two here, which is the, uh, you know, we're going to, I call it a point in the right direction because it's basically where you're going to start talking about your books and stuff. So with that being said, you've got three books that you said you've published. Yeah. So what are they called? Uh, The first one is Oh to be Human. The second one is Strange, and it's just a play on words from the word estranged. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is Goodnight, Tear and Aram, and Farewell. That's all one word. I mean, sentence, title. That's, it's a lot of words. All right. And so uh, they're all poetry? Uh, they're all they're all poetry. Like, Oh, to be human is just, like, like, super dark. So if you like being depressed or if you're sick and tired of being happy and you really want to feel like there's no sense of hope in the world, that's a good book to start with. And then um, if you like crappy poetry that's dark and a lot of horror-based, uh, it's strange, it's good. If you're having a complex about your writing abilities and like how you are as a poet, if you want to feel better about yourself, it's strange is probably where you want to go. It's a good self-esteem booster for everybody else. It's not for me. I don't read it. But and then um, good night, kind of, um, so yeah, the the big title book I did there. Uh, that's just it's 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 poetry, but it's it's complex. I, try, I get complicated sometimes. So how it starts is like it's like a journal. It's like someone's it's like it's about like a writer and he's writing a journal about like what's going on with his life, and then there's a poem that attaches to that journal entry, and it plays like that. And then as you go, it goes from like nature poetry and then his life eventually gets darker and darker and darker and i'm i'm kind of like the pseudo main character like vain i know sue me and then and then um yeah then i just die at the end and everybody's happy well i don't know maybe they're not i don't know i don't get up oh, i'm sure there'd be somebody who missed you your daughter oh oh yes oh yes and and my crow friends they're they're out there doing their thing or my wife maybe probably probably so. She when she's not mad at me. I'll have to pick a day where she's not mad at me. She did marry you for a reason. Well, it definitely wasn't for money, that's for sure. Unfortunately, I have a habit of deleting things, and I deleted the actual file for Oda Be Human. Oh. Yeah, I have an old version, but it's a train wreck. You know, like my personality. That's fine. Choo-choo. And, uh, um, yeah, so, so i got to fix that before that comes out, which is funny because that's my most popular book. And uh, I can't do anything about it, so. Well, you can transcribe everything back over and, and do it all over again from the beginning. Well, I just wish when you upload your file into KDP, you could pull it back out of there. You know what I mean? I do. But you just, they won't let you do that. They just don't. How did you do the e-version of it then? Because did you use Kindle Create? Yes, I did that. What, and you deleted that file? Uh. Yeah. Epiphany. Oh, well, maybe I got it somewhere. Maybe I checked my Kindle Create files. I didn't think of that. I was just like looking for like my PDF copy or whatever. I'm like, I don't have it. Because I, I switched laptops. Because my wife spilled orange juice on one of her laptops. Well, or our only one. When I was in the middle of writing, it's strange. And I, all all of my followers, like, the next day they like pulled their money together. I was able to get a new laptop. You believe well, that's that? Cool. That's cool. That's crazy. So, but, 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 uh, yeah, I totally lost my train of thought. I just we were talking to... about Kindle Create. And oh, yeah, so that's why I lost, so that's why I lost the file. 
So, so it might still and, be in your in your your e ebook. You can salvage it from there. Yeah, I'm gonna try that. Thanks. You're very I welcome. This is the reason why I came on this show. I didn't think it was, this was the reason, but it paid off in dividends. This is amazing. Well, let's hope so, and I, I hope it works out for you. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep you posted. Oh, please do, please do. I mean, don't uh, don't let this interview end any any future correspondence or conversations because uh, I'd really be interested. Uh, yeah, so all I, your books are available on Amazon. Is there anywhere else? Uh, no, no, just just Amazon. I think I got a link in like in my Facebook page to like one of them, but Amazon's where you want to go. So, and I also really hope that this interview doesn't wreck your um, podcast and its credibility. So I apologize if it does. Well, I don't, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. It's it's an up and coming thing, and I just hope being on this show doesn't ruin your credibility. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> so on Amazon to find your book, how would they do a search for you by title or by name or? Uh, it's probably just better to do my name. Which All right. Is which is L-I-I-A-N-V-A-R-U-S. And all my books will pop up there. Um, I did some co-writing with some people. Well, there was an author, uh, Glacia Cronk, and uh, she, she uses my poems before her novel, like before the story starts. So you'll get some like Clockmaker series or just, and my name will be on there, but... It's just a single one of my poems are in there, and, that, and that's it. Okay. And then after that, it's all like... Are you currently working on anything? And if so, how close is it to being done? Uh, yeah, I'm working on a weird circus book. It opened the big top. Funny story, because mental health is hilarious. I had a mental breakdown, and then I started drawing these weird circus pictures to vent. And then all of a sudden, I was like, hmm, I want to make this a book. And then so I... Did all these drawings, so I did all the, my own illustrations for this book, and I'm just starting writing it now. I'm, I'm hoping before Christmas it should be out, and it's really weird and trippy, and it's just like this decrepit circus, and everyone's got deformities and a lot of bloodshed. And the whole premise of the book is this: you get lost in the woods, a ghost finds you, and he's like, "You need you, you need a telephone to call for help." Well, I'll tell you what. There's a circus around the corner. They have a telephone. And then you spend the whole time in the book going through the circus, looking at like all these exhibits just to, to use a telephone. <laughs> That's actually and, pretty uh, cool. And, uh, and I'm not sure. And then I have it. It's going to end where there could be a sequel. But if it's not a sequel, like that's fine. But it's, it's one of those things where like you have a mental breakdown and it becomes a passion project. You got to get it done. You don't care about sales or anything. It's just like, I need to do this because if I don't, I'm going to tear myself apart. So, so now you, you said you were, you, this was based off some illustrations that you were drawing? Yeah. I was doing it to vent because I was not okay. And so, I don't take antidepressants because I just, I just don't take, I just don't like taking pills. And, a question uh, I have for you then though is like these illustrations, are they full color? Or are they blank? Can they be colored in or what? Oh, well, it's full color. It, it's, it's all drawn with a uh, pencil crayon. Okay, because I was going to say, are you aware of of um, the low content or or no content book market on Amazon? Uh, no. All right. Is that a problem thing? Or is well, that a good thing? no, but see, like, have you ever heard of adult coloring books? 
Oh, yes, 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 I heard of that. Okay, those are printed, print on demand on Amazon, and it's a lucrative business. And if you can find yourself a uh, um, a niche market within that, so like, you know, demented clowns or whatever like that, there's got to be a market for that somewhere uh, or a niche for that. So what you do is you, you research on how to do a, a low content, no content or adult coloring book, and then yeah. you put one of those out, you've got your niche. You know what? There there are books, journals, whatever, that are selling like 2,000 copies a month. Oh, geez. I'm questioning all like my life choices right now. I should, well, have, no, I should have been doing this right off the beginning. Well, I just learned about it too, so I'm looking into that too. I will send you a link to a, a guy that I've been watching. He's very knowledgeable and he's got all kinds of information about it. I will send you a link for that too on YouTube. Oh, perfect. Well, I think what I'll do is I'll finish this book. And then if it does well-ish, then maybe I'll because because then I'll have, I'll have to redraw all the pictures, you know, like it just or something similar, and it takes a lot of work. Like every drawing took like two four hours. But like if you want to make if you want to make the money, you got to do it, right? Yeah. But every time I do book stuff, it, it puts a damper on my marriage. So I, it's fine balance. It's either like, hey, I'm gonna write this book to like. Hey, I live on the street, and because my wife doesn't like it when I talk about books all the time. Well, you so, can always like, get your wife and your daughter in on it too, because they can draw too. But uh, that's a good idea. I'm gonna. I want to do the coloring book. That's great. I'll talk to you a little bit more about it after. So, how and where? I better put my glasses on for this one. How and where? I did nothing. How and where <laughs> can listeners find you on the web? I'm, I'm kind of like everywhere. Oh, also, before I forget. I'm all, all my books are also on Audible as well. So in case you don't like to read, I'm on, you find me on Facebook, on Twitter, TikTok. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, good question. Uh, Cause the Gore Crow is one for Twitter. And then it's that horrid Corvid on Facebook and that horrid Corvid actually that is on Instagram and TikTok. Wow, I'm, I'm really pouring myself out there. Wow. Okay, yeah. That's it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all I got. I am not sure you want my personal address, but that might cause problems. I don't know. Well, yeah, no. No, no, no. You know what? This has actually been a, a very fun interview. Thanks for agreeing to do this. Uh, thanks for not trying to, like, leaving me in the middle of the interview. Sometimes, yeah. I, get, sometimes I, get, I, I just set up a lot of red flags, you know? And so I just try to keep myself in check. Well, I did tell you that I lived on the streets for 13 years, so there's nothing you could have said or done that would have sent me running. And that's where I put, and that's where I was like, okay, I'm going to get away with some stuff here today, and that's great. So <laughs> this is this has been great. You know what I'm going to do though? I'm gonna I'm gonna make another pot of coffee, and then I'm gonna go to bed. Which seems counterintuitive of what I should be doing, but uh, I just uh, well, okay. Lishan, thank you so much for this, and. Uh, one more thing. From now on, anytime you interview someone, can you just tell them that I said hello? They, they don't know who I am, but it's just, I think it would be nice. Well, do so you know nice. why I uh, reached out to you? Because you came as a recommendation. Uh, yeah, Tara, you said. Yes. Which is, which is great. I didn't even know people still rem- remembered me. So that's uh, that's how you got uh, got selected to, to be a part of this. Is that it? That's done? it. That's it. We're done. You've been listening to Between the Lines, 
In future episodes, I will be speaking with authors and writers from across the country about all things writing. If you liked what you heard, click the subscribe button to be notified of any and all new episodes or content. Be sure to visit me at www.therandylacy.ca. Thanks for your time and ears. Tune in, be inspired, and write on. In business, you rarely hear the expression, for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com.